Hi, and welcome to the Live Beautifully podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Scott, and wow, do we have an episode for you today. It is an hour, so you may have to break it up, but I didn't want to cut down any of this incredible conversation. Today's guest is my friend, Mally Roncal. I flew to New York City to sit down with her, and she has so much knowledge and endless wisdom to share with you, and I'm really grateful for how much she opened up in this episode. If you haven't seen her before, she's a founder, author, advocate, TV personality, motivational speaker, positivity preacher, which you will feel her positivity through this episode. You will leave feeling so light and happy and excited for life. And she's a wife and a mom of three. Mally fell in love with makeup at the age of 12 while watching her mom get ready to take on the day. And then she first became a celebrity makeup artist working with a few people you may know, Celine Dion, RuPaul, Madonna, JLo, Angelina Jolie, and Beyonce, to name a few. Her positivity shines through this episode, and I am just so thrilled to share this with you. Before we begin, I want to share that I'm exclusively announcing some projects and upcoming events only in my VIP text group. So if you don't already text with me AMAs or anything like that, text me hello at my number 213-205-3604. 213-205-3604. I put my number in the show notes along with the link. If you just tap the link, it goes to my phone number. And if you haven't already texted with me, I will text you back right away with how to connect with me and you will be the first to know when I have an event coming up. Just last week, I announced that I'm doing an event in Scottsdale June 3rd with my girlfriend, Lori Harder, and we sold out in less than 72 hours just on this text group. So I just wanna make sure that you're in there and we have an opportunity to connect and meet and even work together someday. So lots of exciting things coming up. Again, my number is in the show notes and I will chat with you very soon. All right, let's get this Mally party started. I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. You all mean the absolute world to me. Let's go. We've already been talking for a little bit, um, but we decided that we should probably start recording the conversations that we're having. So we're here. (laughs) Mally is on the freaking podcast. We're together. I can't believe I'm actually looking at you. I know. I didn't want to let go. Like, I feel like maybe we should record just in a hug. Yeah. Or maybe just like spoon. Are you big spoon or little spoon? I am little spoon. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'll be, I'll yeah. be big spoon. Okay, that's yeah. great. I mean, <laughs> but I'll take any kind of spoon with KS. Okay, okay. You have three girls. Totally meant to be. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. Girl, girl mommy, girl daddy. <laughs> yes. Did you have all three back to back? You just said three. All three well, were in three, diapers. One were twins. Two were twins. Hello. Oh, two were twins. Yeah. I didn't even realize yeah. that. So Sophie and Pilar, who are our first, they're mm-hmm. 16 now, if you can believe. But very young 16. I actually talked to them last night. I said, I'm going to see my girlfriend and we're going to talk. I'm like, can I talk about like our real life situation? And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Of course. Like they are like mommy, like very open book. Anything that we can say about them, they want, if they think it can help, you know, so. They're always going to know that you shout from the rooftop who they are and you stand up for them. Yes. And I love that about you. And you are, I think even to the outside, you're like, I'm their mommy, Mm -hmm. but they're their own person, and I'm going to support them all the way through. And they're very different, all three. All three, very different. So uh, funnily enough, uh, let's see. So so Sophie's like, you know, me being a lesbian is not my whole personality. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, we know that. She's finally actually the most like me. Like you, if you sat and talked with her and we were 
there would be tears in her eyes. Like she is that empath in the sense that she feels and she loves. Um, but she is, yes, she is a lesbian and she <laughs> loves to fly her flag. Um, and um, and then there's her twin Pilar, who's actually one minute older. She got we, she was a C, they were C-section all of, both of my pregnancies. We pulled her out, and then one minute later, Sophie came out. So, um, and she is actually on the spectrum. She calls it, I got a touch of the tism, and she embraces it, and she loves it. I think, I, and I apologize if I'm going to say this wrong, because we don't say Asperger's anymore. That's like old school, but it's like that. Like, she needs her routine. She needs to have her, she has an amazing mind. Like, you show her one thing, and she's like, I got it. Like, she does musical theater, so she just played Elsa in Frozen, and we got the, um, the script, and she literally looked at it once, and I was like, she's like, I got it. I'm like, you have it memorized? You got it? Yeah. She's wow. like, God, I know. So I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, if you ask her to fold her clothes and put them away, she's like, you know, I can't really, I don't have the focus for that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds I, like me. I'm like, mm, <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to do that today. And then there's Vivian, who's 13, and she was, we like to call our, I, I call her the surprise, and she's like, you mean the accident. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> kind of the accident. Well, because we had two at the same, obviously twins, and we were like, we should, you know, we should have another. And it was one night, and you can relate to this, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. We were actually at QVC at the hotel, and they were both crying at the same time, like screaming at 3 a.m. And we were sleep training them. Sorry, hotel guests, but we were like, we can't get them. We have to kind of like let them do what they are doing, because we were so close. We were like, you know. So we just looked at each other, and Phil and I were like, we're done. I think we're done. And then literally, like, maybe like two months later, I was like, ugh, I'm so nauseous. <gasps> Next thing you know, <laughs> Vivian was like, just kidding, one more. <laughs> and that is literally her. And she's my Scorpio. Aww. So she's, yeah. So she's, she's, our, she's our baby. She's a whole other. So... Yes, you just have to learn, and you're seeing that with your babies, when they are your job as their leader, in a way, as their guider, as their North Star, is to make sure that they feel safe to be who they are, no matter what. So that's, that's my number one job, aside from all our other jobs. <laughs> Let's go into that. So for anyone that Ha they've probably seen you on QVC. Oh, my gosh. I mean, or maybe their grandma has or their mom. Listen, I have no problem with it. I literally, I have like, you know, 20, 30s, you know, year old girls, and they come up and they're like, my grandma loves you. Oh. And I'm like, work, <laughs> your grandmother's fierce, obviously, <laughs> you know. So, and that's great. I love that because it does actually, you know, bring you to, I know. Just little Molly just like pulled a, a hair <laughs> off my pants. She's like, oh, you have a fuzz. That's what uh, moms do. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love multi-generational mm -hmm. things. And I feel proud of that, that, you know, grandma, mom, and daughter will all, you know, watch and, you know, have fun with me. That's the best thing ever. So if anyone hasn't heard your story, I would love for you to share, yeah. especially how you were able to really tap in uh, for 17 years with your mom and yeah. live fully. So I would yeah. love to, I would love for you to share. Okay. So um, it's funny because 
especially now that I'm 51 and I'm raising teenage girls with my amazing husband who is, we're like you guys. Shout like, out to Phil. Phil. Hi. Hi, honey. We love Hi, you the honey. most. You're the best. <laughs> and he, rem, Brian reminds me of Phil in so many ways, mm-hmm. being a girl dad who is a manly man, but very in touch with his spiritual, soft yeah. energy. On which, the floor, playing oh, with them. All of it. Yeah. And you know what I love? And again, I keep saying this because I feel like I know you guys so well, <laughs> is as your girls get older, his, I'm sure already it is, but his relationship with them is going to be so special and so different for each of them. Mm-hmm. And when you watch that, it makes you love him. Um, you didn't think you could love him more. Oh, I don't know. Like, where's the airplane? I know. I want to go now. <laughs> it's, you know. um, oh, I'm already crying. I have fallen in love with him so many times on this journey. Like, we've grown together because we've been together for 20 years. And so, um, yeah, I just when you think that you can't fall more in love with them and they're driving you nuts, then yeah. it's like, boom, you get swept off your feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and those are the things that you, that were always in him, and your spirits both knew it when you met, but it didn't come to fruition. And it took these angels to come into your life for you to see that. So Aww. congratulations, you're going to be together forever and ever and <laughs> ever. So and you'll be in your rocking chairs, and <laughs> your daughters will be like, oh, mom and dad, again, still in love. So. Do you guys picture yourself, like, are you like, Phil, that's going to be us, like, when you see, like... A little old couple. Totally. And I'm like, honey, that's going to yeah. be us. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and you know what? And we tell the girls, and your girls are younger, but, I mean, I'm just going to get very fierce right now. Like, we're very um, affectionate with each other. Like, we make out in the kitchen. Mm. Like, And the girls, of course, are like, ew, gross, <laughs> stop. And then, but, you know, they love it. They know, and they need to see. And we have this ridiculous sex bell, which we have in the house, and it says ring for sex. Like, and you just hit it. And <laughs> but there, I can't give that to Brian. No. The, the, you won't the have alarm a job. will be going off all day. You won't have a job. Even You'll before I left on this trip, like, we had sex a few times. Like, he, like, pan- goes into a panic when I'm leaving. <laughs> and and the night before, like, I'm packing. It's so late. It's midnight. And he tries to go, haven't you had enough? <laughs> I got to go. Like, enough is enough. Exactly. It's midnight. <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, but that's the thing, right? The, your girls will know that about you. And that's, you know, as... Um, weirdly gross as they might think that is. Sex is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) They will be like, this is what they want. And that's, I have to say, I think with your parents and Brian's parents, that's why you guys are as close as you are because you watch that and you modeled that. And that's what um, your girls are going to do. And and I, I mean, Sophie will even say to me, Mommy, when I meet my wife, I'm going to expect nothing less than what you and Daddy have. Oh, yeah, that's so like, good. That's what I want. So that's something that is we're proud of. And we fight, and we have, we call them our little pit bull fights. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like in the kitchen. I call it heated conversation. Very good. See, that's the difference between us. She's I'm going to start the, calling it pitbull. She, she's the elegant, beautiful. No. Like, oh, I just want it. And I'm like, we have pitbull fights. But you know what? The best part is, and I know you agree with this too, you, you make up. Yeah. And you apologize. And you resolve it. And you resolve even it. Even with your kids. That's right. There. Like, when your kids see you say sorry, mm-hmm. it's huge. It's huge. Even to them and to each other. Like, sorry I said that. Yeah. Sorry I snapped. Oh. Yeah. Is your house just like butterflies and happy all the time and on the beach and everything's beige? <laughs> Beige and happy. <laughs> you know, I'm adding more color in my life. Well, that's great. I think I was like a lot of color for a while. And yeah. then I went neutral because yeah. I was like a little bit of this. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. You have such incredible style. Like oh, just thanks. your, I mean, obviously, duh. But you know what I mean? And it's so your own. Oh, thank like, you. Like, you know, there's trends and all that stuff. And I, and, and where you live and it really, fe- but yours is unique. It's special. Thanks. It's different. I love that. Okay, this so, is okay. about you. Sorry, sorry, Okay, sorry. so here we okay. go. So, so, um, I, um, so yes, I've had a very blessed and amazing life thus far. Um, I still call it halftime. I still, I want to live to be 100 at least. So this is only halfway. Um, so it's been amazing. And, um, you know, I, I hesitate to always talk about, like, my makeup artist career first because that's not who exactly I am. But that is who, you know, we are known in a weird way by what we do, which I don't love. You know what I mean? Because I think we're so, as women, as humans, we're so multidimensional. Yeah, we're there's, more than that. Oh, my God. There's, like, so much more. But But it is, you know, again, how people know you so... Ironically, I actually was pre-med in college and wanted to be a doctor. Both of my parents are Filipino immigrants that were doctors in the Philippines, came over here. They met. Three months after they met, they got engaged. Ironically, Phil and I did the same exact thing. So, um, you know, we've all been kind of like go for it kind of people. My mother was my, my hero, my muse. She was my everything. I'm an only child. So that's like really where that, you know, you have such a connection. And um, she was beautiful and effervescent. And she walked in a room and everybody was just like, ah, would fall in love. And she was loving and she hugged and she kissed and she, she lived every minute. And I watched that. So she was diagnosed with breast cancer before I turned one year old. And they gave her six months to live. And she did live for 17 years. And every single day, Katrina, she looked at me and she said, I'm here because I'm not going anywhere until I know you're okay. Mm. And no matter what it takes, I'm going to do it. And in those 17 years, guys, we packed so much freaking life into those years that I have no regrets. I have no regrets. In a weird way, as awful as it is to live with a, a disease, I almost wish that you could feel that. Mm. Like, you know, Tim McGraw has a song called Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah. And that is really what we did. We lived every day as if it were her last. She was so funny. And she was like, she's, she was a giver. She loved present. She loved her friends. And she'd 
wake me up. She, my my real name is Melissa, but she called me Lisa. And she's like, Lisa, wake up. <laughs> I'm like, what? I have the best idea. Let's get into the car, drive to New York before daddy wakes up and buy all our friends Cartier watches. <laughs> and I feel like, ah, uh, okay, crazy lady. And um, sure enough, we got in that car. But for side note, we did not do the Cartier. We actually went to Louis Vuitton and we bought all of our her friends Louis Vuitton bags. Like she was cray cray Aww. or she would say mom you might let's go let's go to europe and literally a week later we'd be on a plane because she didn't yeah yeah she didn't want to miss a thing and i i live like that now much to the dismay of my husband who's like <laughs> <laughs> this is expensive <laughs> but you know what i mean i'm not that mom who's like no, we'll do that you know, we'll do that next year or we'll do, we're like, let's, let's go now. You want to see a show? All right, get in the car. Let's go. And, um, and those are the memories that we create. Anyway, that, that is who, who shaped my, I think that shaped my, um, just fucking go for it energy. Yes. Because I, you don't know when your last day is. So, um, that said, I hated pre-med. I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> You're like, where are the unicorns? <laughs> Get me out of here. And, I, and no offense to anyone. We, we love our doctors. We love our pre-med students. just wasn't for me. And um, I actually ended up uh, graduating with a degree in fashion design, which I l still love. But I just always loved. The day I met my first drag queen, my, I was like, I need to be a makeup artist. That's just what it is. You know, and by the grace of God, I worked very hard here in New York City, hit the pavement. There was no Instagram. We didn't have phones. Like, I, we had portfolios, right, with, like, I did tests, and I did everyone's makeup, and I just, you know, after a long journey, ended up becoming a, a very busy celebrity makeup artist and got the most incredible, incredible opportunity to work with Beyonce for years and years and years and J-Lo and Should Mariah we call Carey. her right now? I like mean, a little FaceTime? I mean, hey. we could. <laughs> she like, might be busy. Beyonce, we are recording the Live Beautifully podcast. And Would we, you like to join? Yeah, do you want to join? Do you have a couple hours? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so, but to, but to be able to also be um, surrounded by strong women yeah. that are badass bitches that are kind and loving but yet also are going to get their stuff done. I watch that. I was I'm an observer. As much as I'm like loud and crazy and whatever. I mean, I know so much about your life like just cuz I watch and I learn that way and I love and I and I think that that's a um it's a powerful way. You know, it gets me crazy when people are like, well, I don't know how to do that. Excuse me. The world is, is free, free education. You know, you can, you know, you can learn anything you want to learn. You just have to try. So anyway, um, worked many, many years on the road, living in airplanes, living in hotels. Um, Did anyone put their hand on your face and ask you to evacuate it? <laughs> 
because that's what I did last night to Lacey. Lacey, are you okay? She didn't. She didn't. She didn't hurt you. She was. She was very gentle. I'm so gentle, soft and gentle. She said, "Lacey, let's get out of here." All you right. guys, just as I know, I'm like literally. <laughs> I, <laughs> it. I don't even know what time I yep. wake up and there's an like a fire alarm light. So it's just it, the the circle thing. Yeah, above the circle your head. thing, and okay. it's it's bleeping. Oh, and it's, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I'm like, oh, so I like put my hand over and I think I'm in Manhattan Beach and I reach for Brian's face and I'm like, Brian, <laughs> and I'm like, that is not <laughs> Brian, and I go, Lacey, <laughs> are you awake? And she goes, yeah. And I go, should we evacuate? She's like, what the? F- are you talking about? She goes, no. No. <laughs> I love um, it. She just, she just wants to care for you. Yeah. She does, the babies are at home. She needs somebody to mother. So that's all she. I almost wanted. packed a suitcase and walked right oh, out I of the bet. door. Place, <laughs> you're coming with me. <laughs> Carried her out. I love that. I love that. There's a very beautiful story in there. Even though you were freaking out of your mind. It's the heart. The heart was in there. That's amazing. Okay, so you're living on airplanes. So living on airplanes. But I always wanted to start a makeup line. It was just always my thing. Even when I was a little kid, I remember... That was my passion. I loved it. I always say I was born with a mascara wand in my hand. I loved it. So so Phil and I, we wrote a Mali Beauty, you know, dream on a napkin in a Japanese restaurant on Hudson Street. And I was, I'll never forget, I was in L.A. I had been traveling all over with Mary J. Blige doing an album cover, and I was done. I, not done. I was tired. And I just wanted a new life. You, can, you know what I mean? You know. You do things for a long time, and God whispers and says, it's time. He says, you're made for more. Yes, that's right. Not that you're done. Not that you're done, but it's time for the next journey. Yes. And I called Phil, and I said, remember, we wanted to make a brand called Mally Beauty. It's now time. And he said, great. So then we started Mally Beauty, and, you know, I, I don't want to gloss over it, but I, I went to QVC, and I said, it has to be here, because we had no technology. The only thing we had was television. And I, like you, you need to connect with your people. Yeah. And I did not want to have it at a counter. I was actually the spokesperson for Sephora at the time, and they said, great, let's do it. And I was like, well, I really want to do it on this television channel, and they were like, you're so. made for TV. You know, like you come through. I mean, you're just made for video, whatever that is. Today it's audio. Can you feel it? <laughs> you guys, she's like, she's like, it's all about the glow. Like the room is shining. <laughs> well, the room is shining because the two of you so are so beautiful. You always turn it around. I mean, well, you know what? It is. You know what? And that's okay. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. in that yeah. space. I'm comfortable in that space because I love to make people feel safe and warm and loved. And you do the same. But it's it's something I think that if you have that in you, don't you dare not share it. 
shine. So you were in a Japanese restaurant. You're like, we're going to do yeah. a beauty line. Was Phil like, let's fucking go? Yes. Or, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really, Brian is so yeah. the same. I know. Yeah. Exactly the same. Aww. What do we do? I quit yeah. his job. So Phil was a model for like 18 years. And a photographer. That's how we met. I was just going to say, you guys yeah. met on set. Yeah, we met on set. And that was... Scandalous. <laughs> Oops. Take him in the back room. Like, <laughs> hey. It was, um, it was quick. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> what, the back room? Or like... All of it. It was just... <laughs> we just, just went full force. Um, now the girls are getting older. We slowly start to tell them little bits because we were like well he courted mom and I was like there was no courting we were like let's it's all good I'll take it um but anyway um yeah he was like let's go let's do it and he at that point was working as an art director and he said he quit his job the next day and said let's just go full force Brian quit for me too yeah he had a really good job too (laughs) I feel so bad I'm laughing, but it's not funny. Like right. I cry a lot. Oh, where I'm like, I took you away, but he's like, he's like, whatever to make your dreams come true. His, my dreams are his dreams. That's right. Like he has his things, but yes. he, yeah, he loves to empower me and the girls. Yes, and Phil does that. Yeah, yeah, Aww. he does it. So that was that, and we just went for it. And you know, and again, that's a, a another long story, but. A couple of years later, we um, we had our first QVC show. It was March 5th, 2005, 18 years ago. We had a one-hour show launch. We sold out in 36 minutes, and it was a record, and we were like, oh, my God, that was it. And then the rocket ship took off, and 18 years of lots of ups and downs, lots of um, – and, and I think if, you know – that the the ups and downs, while painful when you're going through them, are are actually a blessing because they do teach you that there is so much more. There's so much more. When you're an entrepreneur and when you are putting your whole life into this brand or into this product or into this thing you are creating, right, it, it consumes you. And you be, get such tunnel vision, which is not a bad thing, because you're you're fucking killing it and succeeding and going for it. However, you forget that you were made for so much more. And after all of these years, it's uh, with the ups and downs and having to say, uh oh, what if I have to do this or what are my other options or what if the, you know? All of a sudden, you say to yourself. Um, wait, I have other passions. I have other things that I love. We just launched this show on QVC called Over 50 and Fabulous. <laughs> I love it. I need We're to just, tune in. I mean, it's fun. And, and, and I think that's part of the thing, too, when you know something is wrong or when you know something is not right or when there's that God whisper, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, that's great. And I think one of the things that... Um, that I've learned is those those failures or those mistakes or those are just the things that are going to make you stronger for the next mountain you have to climb, you know? And that's also something that we need to teach our young women 
and I know your power, your power is also in that. Raising girls in 2023 or in this world we're in now is not easy because the messages are so much stronger. Um, it's like we went a little bit backwards. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So to keep them empowered but not angry, to keep them fighting strong but not getting hard is um, important. Not every fight is yours. You know, you have to choose what is um, what is really in your heart because it's exhausting, you know. There's power in the pivot. Yes. And like what you said, like if – if they're angry, don't stay angry. Like when you just said that. Yeah. When you hold on to something, mm-hmm. you're giving it power. Yes. yes. You don't want to give power to that stuff. You guys let it go. Yes. Like yes. live, live a pot. Like there's, you know, people like there's toxic positivity. Yes. Like, oh, just, you know, stay positive. Yeah. You are the positivity preacher. <laughs> Tell me about that. Like, let's go into that because I think when people are just, they say, oh no, just be positive, stay positive. What is positivity to you and how do you share that, especially as a mom and, and you have a platform where I obviously even on TV and even back when you were doing makeup for really powerful women, Yes, how are you helping keeping them positive? Cause they're having rough days in their chair, Oh, in your chair. I have had clients have panic attacks, have, you know, think about the pressure that those women, as strong and as fierce and as powerful as they are, think about the pressure that sits on one tiny woman's shoulders, right? Like that's that's a lot. And no matter how strong you are or how talented you are or how much you know every step, every word, every, you know, we're human, you know? And, and that was one of my favorite parts of being a makeup artist every day was sitting face to face with another spirit and saying, you can do this. We got you. It's so intimate. Like when you just did my liner, I was like, wow, we are in this together. I can smell you. I can feel your breath on my face. It's really nice. (laughs) Thanks. I was worried about that. actually. It really is. Doing someone's makeup is so intimate. Well, we talk about that also. It's funny because you've been in the chair many times. And as you know, your hairdresser stands behind you, right? Pretty much they're blowing out your hair. They're con- and they're like behind you or on either side of you, right? So they've got your back. But your makeup artist is literally, you're looking in each other's eyes, right? You're feeling each other's energy. You're breathing each other's air. So it's really intimate, you know. Talk about, I mean, listen, let's talk about pressure. How about being like inches away from Beyonce's face and she's like this. You're touching. <laughs> Do it. You're doing it. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beyonce was just on my face. <laughs> and she looks in your eyes because she's just a spiritual being. She's looking in your eyes. She's looking in your pores. Yeah. <laughs> she's looking at your skin. She, and, and, she's and, probably like, how'd you get that? <laughs> she's really cool. she's like, not if I'm my mama. I, well, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. She, but she's like has that. And that's how, again, an observer. You know, so anyway, um, I forgot what we were talking about. Positivity. Oh, yeah, positivity. So positivity preacher. Okay, so am I happy 
all the time. People are always like, are you happy all the time? You always look so happy. I'm like, well, most of the time I choose happy or I choose joy, let's say, because there's a whole thing between happy and joy, right? Where happy is kind of like you're in the moment. Joy is in you, right? So I choose joy even when things are shitty. I tried to choose joy. I feel what I got to feel. I get it out what I got to get out. I cry like crazy. I am that person. But ultimately, the end game is to get it out and choose joy. So positivity preacher is not toxic positivity, mm-hmm. right? And people no. do that to themselves, yeah. too. They're oh, like, yeah. okay, everything's fine. It's okay they, to not be okay. Oh, God, yes. It's, it's important to not be okay. It's important to be angry and be honest with the things that you're feeling because if not okay so positivity preacher came up because I knew that I needed to address this for people because I did it for so long but because I spent my entire childhood pushing it down pushing it down pushing it down she's gonna be fine we're gonna be fine we're gonna you know we're gonna make it you know and just and also I think guys when we want other people to be okay, or if we have another person in our life who's sick or hurting, any kind of illness of any kind, you already know they carry that burden. So the last thing you want to be is another burden. So you, I would look at her and she'd say, are you okay? And I'd say, I'm great. I'm great. Let's worry about you. And when you're doing that at like, 10, 12 years old, it really does, um, it does, it does affect you and then you don't feel. And I did carry that into my adult life until one day, and I, this was a lesson that I learned. I looked in the mirror and I saw a bald spot right in the front of my head. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That's a strange, I've never seen that before because I, I, I'm Filipino we just have a lot of hair. If you see pictures of me in high school, I had the perm up to here, touched the ceiling of the car, I kid you not. And I always had a lot of hair. And that was kind of my, like, crowning glory. That was my thing. Like, you know. So I had a bald spot. And I sent a picture of it to my friend, who's a derm. And I was like, this is weird. And he said to me, you need to address this immediately. He's like, it's alopecia. And it spreads like wildfire if you don't. Well, long story short, um, I was like pretty much bald from the entire crown of my head right here and this entire front, so the front part, my hairline. I mean, I'll, I'll show you pictures. What year was this? This was 2013. And yeah. how many years after your mother passed away? Was oh, this? Oh, many, many years. Many years of pushing down my feelings. Suppressing your sadness. <laughs> yes, yes. Came out. Yes, yes. Literally the top of your head. And my hair flew out of my head. <laughs> and it was devastating. But you know what it was? It was God. It was God getting my attention and saying, if you don't address these suppressing your stress because we're women because we're moms and I would be like everything's okay and you were just smiling and you know I'll deal with it when I have to deal with it but you don't deal with it you just push it down God or the universe or 
whatever creator or whatever will say to you, I'm going to get your attention. I'm going to kick you right in the balls exactly where I know you're going to see it. Does that mean you're going to get acne or your eyebrows will fall out or your hair will fall out or you'll get sick? Whatever the universe has to do to get your attention for you to take care of yourself is what it's going to do. And for me, it was my hair because I was so it was the one thing I could always count on. So by the grace of God, after years, my hair grew back. And I just still knock on wood because you just got to be, <laughs> yeah, now. Um, and I learned how to address my stress and address my fears. And that's where Positivity Preacher came out, which is life sucks sometimes and life is hard. But your job is to address it, to embrace the things that suck sometimes. The lesson. Mm-hmm. And then choose joy and find those little tiny moments in every single day that make you smile and make you live in the present. And it's been an amazing lesson, you know. So that's what I try to do for other people because there's a lot of negativity out there. Yeah. I'm going to show you something. That was my armpit. I just found this picture. I was so stressed yep. that I, my entire body... Is it eczema? Um, eczema and then um, shingles. Oh. And then my face, like I had shingles on my face. It was like so, it was so crazy. And it was suppressing yeah. sadness yes. and suppressing stress. And then, yeah, I, God came in mm -hmm. and said, all right, if you're not going to deal with it, I'm going to show you. Yep. You're going to look in the mirror and yes. see it yes. on your face. Yes. That's it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah. okay, this is serious. This is my life. So you had the same experience. So, um, yeah, so, so that's been my, uh, my lesson with Positivity Preacher is it's not about toxic positivity. And, and it does freak me out when I see people just say, well, just cheat. look the other way or whatever. No, that is not the point. The point is you go head on with that thing that's bothering you or that's scaring you or that's making you feel insecure and you conquer that bitch and then you go out and skip away with your unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> How have you and Phil as a team and has a unit together? Yeah. Actually, maybe your entire family. Yeah. Because you end up being a whole unit together. Yeah. How have you dealt with really, really hard stuff head on as a family and as a team. It's very funny because we're sitting here in this beautiful room, in this beautiful hotel, and right across the street in that building right there, my aunt lived for many years. And she, a few years ago, actually a couple of days ago, a few day, years ago, um, had a stroke and died. And she was my mother's sister. They were best friends. She was my matriarch once my mom, you know, passed away. Her daughters are my cousins. They're like my little sisters. And, well, little. They're, we're the same. But you know <laughs> what I mean. And they're my, my strength. They're my best friends. They're my whole life. And they're mothers, too. And we raise our kids, you know, together. And it's so amazing. But... um. We got the phone call that she had had a stroke and that she was in the hospital right down there. 
um, and that we should probably come. And it was a big conversation to have as a family on our way to the hospital, you know, that these things are going to happen. And, um, you know, what you're about to witness. And we chose to bring them. We wanted them to say goodbye. You know, we wanted them to be able to have a moment before, you know, she went to transition. Um, and I think the way we deal with hard things, and there are a lot of hard things, is, um, well, let me not manifest that. The hard things that have happened, it's just communication. It's just safe place. There's no judgments in our family, and we say that all the time because y'all are a bunch of crazy people. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that um, Catherine Wolf shared, the woman who had a stroke. And I was, and I asked her what it was like, you know, raising two sons, um, being a disabled woman, and she said they're better people because I can't hide this. So many parents hide the hard stuff. Yes. You can't hide stuff that's right there in front of them. And they can see. And that they can see. And Mm -hmm. you brought your girls to say goodbye. And a lot of people don't get a chance to learn how to say goodbye at 16, 14 Mm -hmm. when they were at Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they become adults, goodbyes are foreign. They feel like, wait a second, I've never had to do this. Yes. Yes. Um, Wow. I mean, having young girls, like... Just, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> We're bawling. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're so meant to be right here. Do you know that we were going to just do it in a different room? And we're right here, and you're literally looking at the building. I know. That I can see. That is where we would go in right down there to wow. visit her. And when I turned the corner, you know, yeah. I felt I felt her. So... This is the thing. I, I love watching you and your family because it's, you know what it is? It's full of possibilities. And you're at such a special place because it's all, you have, a, you have so much knowledge from the people. I am so grateful for the moms in my life that have older kids older than mine. Because they tell me things that I'm like, oh, okay, you know, their mistakes, their things that they did right, the things that, and and for you, number one, you're doing so great. You're doing so great. I, I love, love you. Love this you. podcast is about you. I know, but but but, I, <laughs> but it's about it's about you because. I, I look at you and I see us when we were young and I am so looking forward to... I feel like we're the same age. <laughs> or not. I feel a few years older than you. I haven't <laughs> You look well slept, fresh and glowing. I'm like, uh, we were at a piano bar at 1 a.m. Yes. Night. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. No, but that's the thing. You, you. There's so many possibilities for what you have coming forward. And I think the number one thing, you know, so we have done everything very different. We always call ourselves, you know, the circus unicorn family. 
the end of the block and everyone's like, who are those weirdos? (laughs) But we have no regrets because, and I see that in your little family too, is like you're doing what you want to do. Talk to me about beauty. So you love making women feel beautiful and strong and confident. Yeah. And I would love to hear about your superpowers and how everyone that's listening can can do that. Because we all want to feel beautiful. Yes. yes. And we're beautiful without makeup yes. and with makeup. Yes. So, like, let's go there. So when my mom was sick, when my mom was going to the hospital, every time she would go, and she was in and out, you know, she'd have great months, years, and then sometimes she'd go. My job, ironically, who knew was to pack her makeup for her. That was my job. When the ambulance would come or we would go to take her to the hospital, she'd say, Lisa, pack my makeup. And I'd say, okay. And I'd go in the room and I would choose the shadows and I would just say, this one looks good with a hospital gown. This one's good. (laughs) Although, P.S. and by the way, she never wore a hospital gown. She always made me bring her a nightgown because she was like, I ain't wearing that. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so somehow that act of me packing her makeup and bringing it to her was love and care. And me watching her do her makeup every day was the act of being strong, putting on your armor. And I'm doing the finger quotes because it's not an armor. But it's, I'm going to put this on, whether it's a full beat, like yours truly, (laughs) Um, or a swipe of mascara. Just the act of you doing something for yourself that makes you feel better, not necessarily look, guys, but feel is love. So that's where what beauty is to me. And that's what Mally Beauty was born out of. Yes, it was the celebrity stuff, and everyone's like, how do I look like Beyonce? How do I get J-Lo glow? All that stuff. Sometimes I see it. Sometimes I'm like, you guys look the same, and I can't tell (laughs) if it's how you did her makeup or something. I'm like, wait, (laughs) who's looking like who? That's (laughs) creepy. You know what I mean, right? I'm like, wait, that's the same brow. Is that Beyonce's brow or Mally's brow? (laughs) It's also, well, I had a friend, and this is awful to say, but she was just like, yeah, it kind of looks the same. Like, you only know how to do one thing. Is that what it is? I was like, bitch, maybe. No. Um, But you know what I mean? It's like the thing that I loved was making someone feel like they're healthy. Right? Loving, like, that glowing skin or, yeah, that maybe, like, you know, a nice, long, healthy, shiny eyelash. Like, all that kind of stuff. That was really what my main um, objective was when I started working as a makeup artist. It was, we were kind of coming out of, you don't remember because you all are just babies, but we were coming out of that real heavy, like, um, early 2000s. Well, yeah, we had, we had the grunge where everything was like very dark or like, and then skinny, skinny eyebrows. I had those. Yeah. I mean, I still have those. (laughs) (laughs) This morning, Lazy was like, wow, like you really do it. Like, like I have no brow. P.S. Your makeup looks great. You do a fantastic job. Yeah. I also, I would watch my mom do her makeup. I actually think what you just said too, like making people feel healthy and then like their lashes long, like as your mom was 
losing that glow and probably losing her hair. Yeah. Like the everything is everything is from from your mom. Yeah. I think that's so it it is and as I'm getting older and when, you know, amazing women like you ask me questions like that, it make it does make me think and these are the realizations that I've made. And that's another funny thing cuz again, you have your little babies. Really so much of who we are today and this is you know, way deeper than I'm allowed to speak on. My dad is a psychiatrist, so I leave that stuff to him. But it comes from your childhood. I say that to, Phil and I say that to the girls all the time because we're so close. We're like, our main job is to not fuck you up. Like, that's really what it is. While you're young, while you're growing, because these are the things that really do, I mean, that's why. Like a sponge. Yes. They feel you. Mm. And that's why it's so important for you, mom or woman or dad or whatever, parent, to care for yourself and do right by yourself because they feel it and then they emulate it. And they're so much smarter than we know. I feel like we tolerate so much until it starts affecting our kids. (laughs) And then we're like, oh, if I wouldn't want this to happen to my daughter then I don't want her to see, if she sees that I'm going to put up with this, then she's going to end up putting up with that later on in her life. That's right. We have to be strong for our goddaughters, yes. our daughters, our our nieces yes. and, and nephews. Yes. Like everybody, like we, I've, but I've realized that now is that what we put up with, they will. That's right. Our, right. It's kind of like our our what we say out loud becomes their inner voice. What we say and do, it's a lot of pressure, but it it's is. also so beautiful. Yes, it is. And it makes you check yourself, right? Because we are a society of just like, we just say things and we throw away these words. You know, my husband, Phil is so, he's, he's good at that. He, he'll say like, we just, we, you know, you say things out loud and you don't realize that you give them life. And you have to remember, especially with the littles, something that you think is just not a big deal and you just spit it out it could become their mantra. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, yes, it's a lot of pressure. You wonder why we're all so stressed mm-hmm. out. But at the same time, it's a privilege. Yeah. Do you know what I said the other day? Mm-hmm. I did something and I looked at Brian. I was like, oh, sorry, that was so stupid. And Bella looked at me. She goes, that's not a nice word. (gasps) And I got down at her level and I looked at her in the eyes and I was like, you're right. I, I shouldn't have said that word. And even like what I, and I was talking about something that I had done. I never want her to say that she's stupid. I know. And like in that word, like I said it out loud. I know. I'm like, wow, I need to get rid of like certain things. Like though, how we even talk about ourselves. Yeah. We, when we were growing up, when we were growing up, we didn't say stupid. Mm. We didn't say hate. Mm-mm. Right? We don't, like, um, it's funny. I was never, I'm Filipino. We, I was never, like, I'd hear my girlfriend say to their mom, shut up, I hate you. And I would be like, I, oh, you're like, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right. I can't be, I yeah. can't be associated with you anymore. <laughs> exactly. And um, 
I, you know, that's and 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 we will say that to the girls. Like we, these are the words we don't say. And and it's funny. I actually even forget them because they became really not a part of our vocabulary that they to this day don't say those things. I mean, every once in a while it'll slip up and they'll like you know TikTok will take over and they'll say something and I'll be like, I'm like, ooh, yeah, sorry, that's not how we talk around here, you know, and that's. I think that's, again, a privilege that we're able to do. We can do hard things. That's who we are, you know. And God wouldn't have given us these babies if um, they didn't, if he didn't know or she didn't know that, um, mm-hmm. that we were able to carry this, carry this beautiful crown, you know. So for the, the woman, man little girl out there listening right now uh-huh. and she doesn't feel beautiful in her own skin because you're like beauty inside out all mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. put on a bold lip if you want yeah strip it down if you want like yes what would you tell her right now you know it's funny because because of what I do for a living technically right I'm I was hired back in the day to make you beautiful quote unquote, right? Mally Beauty is a brand to help you feel your most gorgeous, I always say, Mm -hmm. inside and out. I would say to them that, number one, it's not always going to feel this way. I think something that um, is hard for people is, especially if they've been feeling bad for years, because it happens, is that it feels permanent. It feels like this is the way it's going to be. Your current situation is not your final destination. And that, I think, was Trent Shelton who said that, who I adore. And um, your job is to keep fighting and keep believing and knowing in your heart that you are beautiful. And it doesn't matter what you look like. Like, I, you know, I will say the thing that I am so proud of for our girls, for this generation, is they're so comfortable in their skin. And I think the good and bad of social media, right? We all know what the bad stuff is, right? The stuff that makes you feel unworthy and the stuff that makes you feel like you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough. Then there's the other side of of social, which is like, honey, this is the way I am, and I like it, and I'm good, and I don't, I'm not perfect here, and I've got, you know, I mean, the 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 beauty standards now are so different from when as we were growing up, and I think that that is so special that we're able to embrace the unicorn that we are. Was there ever a time in your life that you didn't feel beautiful or good enough? You know, I was bullied as a kid. So I was the only non-white, I guess, um, kid in my school, in my class. And, um, you know, I'd get on the bus and the kids would be there. And I'm just going to say all the things because it's so ridiculous. that it's, <laughs> And they were like fish lips and then they'd pull their eyes back and they'd do all this stuff. And then they would hit me. <laughs> like literally physically hit me with their book bags and all this kind of stuff. And I remember um, 
feeling terrible and scared, but I didn't want to tell my parents because I didn't want um, to seem ungrateful, you know, that I was here in this space and that I was able to, you know, because in the Philippines, you know, it was, it's, can be rough and I was like we're in America and we have all the opportunities and I always knew that so I kept it quiet and then one day you know I didn't want to go I didn't want to go to school I didn't want to suffer the abuse so I was like I'm not going and my finally my mom got it out of me and she said what's wrong and I said they they think I'm ugly you know and they make fun of me and um I like can't even imagine like <laughs> when I like now as a mom too I know I know. It's it's tough. And now in retrospect, it's funny because I can see her. I, I remember sitting there in her room and, and, and I saw her body language change. So mm-hmm. it didn't come near me. Um, but she, she, she said, you know what? She said, number one, she said, we need to pray for those people because they are so sad within themselves that they need to put it out on on a spirit that is so bright they see that you are you have a bright love for yourself and for your family and for God and that's why they are attacking you and she said and you know what what we need to realize in this world is that what makes you different makes you beautiful the fact that you don't look like anyone else. And you know, it's so funny. That became the Mali beauty mantra. Like we put it on everything. What makes you different makes you beautiful. And I look at my girls and I see the things that are different about them. And Phil and I will always celebrate those things. And we'll say, you know that weird, crazy, quirky thing that you do? (laughs) That some people might find incredibly annoying? Well, guess what? We love it. And we want you to do more of that. And that's, um, and that's, and I think that that's where that came from. So after that, even, you know, and I'm not talking physically, like, you know, after having twins and I was like, had a photo shoot and I was like, Lord, well, how are we going to hide all this? (laughs) No amount of contour in the world is going to save this. Um, Even then, I never didn't feel beautiful because I knew that I had my differences. And that's what I want the world to know, that what makes you different makes you beautiful. So the name of the podcast is Live Beautifully. How do you live beautifully? I live with intention. I, I talk to strangers. I talk to strangers every day. And I try to leave everyone who I come in contact with a little bit happier and with a little bit of hope. Um, I try not to be an asshole. (laughs) That's part of it. Right? I mean, (laughs) nobody likes that. That is literally our, that is our, our, when the beans were young, I call the babies the beans, when the beans were young, our, Family word was respect. We'd say, what's our family word? And all three of the little faces, they go, it's respect. And that is what they <laughs> love to do. And now, as we've gotten older, we say, you can be anything you want. You just can't be an asshole. And you know what? They get it. Um, so I think that's my thing. And it's doing, 
little tiny things, I think, for people. I think we live so big because of, again, social media and you're looking at all these people in the world and you think you got to do big things to be great or you got to do big things to, like, make your impact in the world. I call everybody by their name. I teach our girls, and I learned that from my dad. My dad is amazing, and he taught me that he can meet you one time. My mom did it too. Meet you one time. I will never forget my mom was a doctor, and we'd go to the hospital. I'd go to work with her all the time, and she always had high heels, and I could hear the click-clack of her high heels walking down the hall, and she'd be holding my hand, and she'd see the custodian, and she'd say, hey, Joe, how'd your daughter do on that math test? And he's like, oh, Dr. Roncal, she did great. Did congrats, thank you. And then she said, Marsha, you know, I owe you money for those Girl Scout cookies for your daughter. Come on, don't forget. Come to my office and get it. And, we, and I remember just seeing the look on their faces <laughs> when she made them feel important and seen. And I said, that is how we are supposed to live. That's how we try to live beautifully, you know? So, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't suck those in. <laughs> so I try to teach my, our kids that too. Because it's not easy. It's not an easy, and it's a skill, you know? And it's a silly thing. It seems, but it's actually a big thing, you know, because really at the end of the day, everybody just wants to feel like they're loved, you know, not feel invisible. Yes. Like when you just said, like, feel seen. Yes. When people make you feel invisible and Uh. that you're what you're expressing isn't important Mm -hmm. and your experience isn't important. Yes. It feels really bad. Yes. You feel like you don't matter. But you do. Everybody matters. But you have to live with that intention. You have to you have to try. You can't sail through life and think that it's gonna be easy, you know, like that. You you know, and, and what you put out is what you get back. And that's not why you do it. It's just an added benefit, you know, of having um being surrounded by love. Like I feel like I just wanna go home with you all now. <laughs> I'm like, can I come too? Bring the whole Both family, of you please. are very loving energies. Aww, thank you. I feel so blessed. Where can everyone find all of your magical unicorn sparkle <laughs> that we all need? Um, so I am on Instagram and Facebook and all the places. It's Mally Roncal, M-A-L-L-Y-R-O-N-C-A-L. Of course, we have Mally Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, QVC is a big one. 18 years. I'm so blessed and honored. And then remember, we just started that show called Over 50 and Fabulous, where we really want to build a community. Thank you so much for bringing all of your light and your generous time and for your for your tears <laughs> we cried together we made it through together but everyone go find Mally and uh, go into the show notes where I'm going to link everything and um, I'm going to do a little giveaway of some amazing 
uh, highlighter <laughs> and the liner that she put on my eyes, the gold. We're yes, going to do that. Yes. Um, and I'm going to personally send it to you. So go to the show notes for some details on that. And we love you. Thank you so much. I love you. Thanks I love coming. you. My heart is exploding. And I just pray that God wraps you up in all of his love and health in body, mind, and spirit, and that he continues to guide you and your beautiful, kind heart so that you can continue to impact the world in the most amazing ways. And bless your family, too. And all of you. (laughs) And all of you. That's right. I love love you. you. Love you, too. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Live Beautifully today. I hope you loved this episode and that you feel empowered, connected, and of course, inspired to live beautifully. Make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when a new episode comes out. I love seeing your reviews and hearing how this podcast is making a positive impact on your life. So if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to leave a review. I read everything from you and it means the absolute world to me. I'll be sharing your reviews and stories on Instagram at Katrina Scott. Also for Ask Me Anything episodes, literally anything, text me on my cell at 213-205-3604. 213-205-3604 with anything you'd like to talk about. Title your text AMA for Ask Me Anything so I can look out for your message. Thanks again for tuning in and sharing this with your girlfriends. I cannot wait to chat soon. Let's live beautifully together.